A safe place where people from different backgrounds engage in their unique experiences regarding architecture. This is the Apka Cebu Podcast. Hello Cebu and hello Philippines. This is Sheena. And this is Dimples. And you're tuning into... Uy! Chikata! Before we begin, we'd like to say thank you to Apga Cebu for the opportunity. Actually, this is our first time doing a podcast ever. So, kindly take this lightly. So, welcome to the first part of our two-episode series where we would like to express our personal opinions on topics that, you know, we all can relate and hope that it could somehow help you guys emotionally and mentally. Pero guys, please don't take our discussion too seriously, Pudha. This is solely a conversation between two friends. So, today's episode is about the challenges of feeling stuck and how to fall in love with the process. Now, I'm sure a lot of us are feeling quite a bit frustrated the past few months due to the unfortunate circumstances brought by the pandemic. I mean, I myself sure am. You know, I'm, I'm very frustrated the past few months with all that's been happening. And it's something not to be ashamed of. Right, Dems? Yes. We've discovered so many things about ourselves during this pandemic. And that includes the challenges that we've faced along the way. Things that we never knew about ourselves before. And, you know, topics about the future. So, Dems, how are you feeling during this pandemic? In general? Just in its entirety, you know. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, we're all keeping up with our bright faces and smiles, but somewhere deep down, we've been feeling some things. Yes, it's true, actually. Well, no one ever expected that the pandemic would be most likely a long-term thing because when it started way back March, we were all having this notion that, okay, maybe it'll last for three months or whatever, but look at us now. It's 2021 and we're still here. Still the same thing. So I guess how I'm feeling during the pandemic, uh, it taught me to be a little bit more optimistic because it made you realize so many things that are actually valuable, like even the simplest things. It's actually more valuable now compared to how it was often, you know, perceived in the everyday life before pandemic started. But you say that, you know, you were uh, optimistic. So um, how do you keep um, how do you keep that optimistic vibe with, you know, this um, situation that you're mostly at home, you're with your own thoughts, and, you know, sometimes um, some of us usually have these um, overthinking and dark thoughts lurking and they're just coming out. You know, how do you keep uh, the, the positive attitude with all those? Oh, well, actually, that's a very good um, idea that you have there, the... the the part when you highlighted that we have dark thoughts or we have this overthinking kind of tendency during the pandemic because it's true um as people in general we were born or like we were designed to interact with other people so uh you would say that the world functions in a way wherein like one person talks to another and then suddenly boom pandemic and then here we are stuck stuck at home stuck at our own rooms we don't know what to do things like that so I think the first step is really to clear your headspace. Right now, there's so much people who live more in their heads rather than in real life. 
They live in this self-made box of worries and what-ifs, and it prevents them from getting access to any new kind of opportunity. It even prevents them from loving the present. Like, can you imagine how much things you could accomplish if you had a habit of saying yes more often rather than saying no? Pero personally, ha, like me, there have been a lot of instances wherein I would say yes a lot, especially when it Mm-mm. comes to my family. Um, sometimes I feel like it can be a mm. bit too much. Like, there can be no boundaries anymore with just saying yes all the time. I think there oh, might yeah. be some... Um, instances wherein you have to practice saying no as well. You have to choose them well. Uh, it depends on the situation too. But I don't know, it's very difficult to say no to family too, right? Like it's 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 very difficult to say no. Yeah, but of at the same time after you've said yes, sometimes you wonder, did I do the right decision? Was was that the right thing to do? You know, like for yourself. Because I mean it's it's a good thing to say yes to yeah. them because you're helping and you know you do what you can. But at the same time, you somehow, mm. um, you know, you, you you somehow feel like you've been forced to do that sort of thing. Like it's not really what you want. It's something you don't really want to do, but you just do it because your family wants you to. There's been a lot of those recently, especially mm. with the pandemic that you've been with yeah. your family 24-7. And for me personally, I mean, I love them to bits, <laughs> but it's driving Basically. me crazy. I see them a lot. And, I mean, they're all beautiful and handsome, but I'm, sometimes I get the idea when I'm sick of your faces, I want to see other people. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing your voices 24-7. I want to go out. <laughs> you know? uh, well, I don't blame you if you feel that way, because honestly, I mm. guess it's not just you who's in that, that kind of shoes. Everyone has probably felt the same thing. Can you imagine like being with your sibling like the moment you wake up until the time you go to sleep? So, I know. I get like, it. It's I, I, the same. I feel like, I it's like, like marriage. I'm married, married to my family. <laughs> it's like, like it's, it's such... Yeah. Well, it just keeps you thinking. Like every single day, it's like everything you do is just the same thing. It's like, it's like you're in a loop of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're in a loop. Well, I I think it's because once you're exposed to something over and over and over again, you really have the tendency to get bored. It's the same thing in marriage, literally, and in relationships as well. Or even in long-term friendships, once you know someone for so long. So it's the same boring pattern that's repeated over and over again. I guess one thing Mm -hmm. that a lot of people have to practice in this pandemic is the management of personal space because we don't have a lot of personal space when we are at home. Because when you're you're at home, you're a group, you're a cluster. So imagine if each member of the family has their own box wherein they have this own space. If you share a room, it's even worse. So so you actually have... It's it's a good boundary management practice in the pandemic. And it has to start with your family because they're the closest thing to you. So... The, it actually helps you later on when you go back to society and then you interact again with other people because once you've mm-hmm. practiced the art of saying no first at home like and not saying no in a you know impolite way you also have to be polite still yeah, because yeah. it's your family so it's yeah. the really the best way for you to practice 
um, saying no in a graceful way so that you can bring it later on to the yeah. outside world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I actually agree with that. Like, um, you know, just because you don't want to spend every single minute with your family doesn't mean you love them any less. Um, every single person, like you said a while ago, we really, there are times when we need our personal space. And sometimes when we don't get, and you know, when we don't get it, it somehow messes up with our heads. Like, you know, every person needs just some quiet time, you know, just peace. And just, you know, you with your own thoughts may it be good or bad. It's nice to have that peace and quiet. Yes. Um, but yeah, being with your family 24-7 is a challenge. But um, at the same time, you know, it made me also realize that um, there are some instances wherein uh, you would really prefer to spend time with your friends and with mm. your family. Like, yes. there are there are there are moments when you say, "Oh, really? Like, I didn't know this about you, but you're just one family." Mm. You know, oh, that's so house, true for me too, actually. But you don't know much about mm. the other, yeah. So during this pandemic, you you get to somehow like um, somehow yes. relearn the the likes and yeah. dislikes of your family members, which is very mm. interesting. Just like what I said a while ago. Remember uh, earlier, I said that now we value more what we didn't used to value way back when things were normal. Because right now, we're able to open our eyes to even the simplest things. Like in my case, I was able to figure more things out about my sibling rather than like, um, there's there's so many new discoveries that you can actually find at home. So this pandemic created an opportunity for you to become more self-aware. And aside from being self-aware, you're aware of uh, the people around you, especially those who are close to you because... Uh, one thing that the pandemic has really um, awakened in all of us is the fact that life is short. So given that, yeah. we're more appreciative. I think a lot of people have been more you know, thankful. Like gratitude has been the highlight recently. Because actually gratitude is also one of the ways wherein you can avoid the, the feelings of being you know, doubtful or those overthinking habits. Once you're grateful, you'll just live in the moment. Because you have this idea that, oh wow, look, I'm still spending time with my mom. Oh look, I'm still spending time with my dad. Isn't this great? Because I have no idea how other people are doing in their lives. So it makes you feel present. And once you're present, you're more alive. And ironically, even when we're in a season of unexpected losses, it's also the season of gaining value in what we currently have. You know, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, nowadays, I have been helping out with the family business, and I have seen how hard my parents have worked and realized how much they have really sacrificed for us. I mean, I knew, but it didn't really stick to my mind how much until these past few months, and it made me much more grateful for everything that they've done for us. But even if I'm going out every once in a while, you know, helping them with errands, Working for a business not related to, you know, the the field I studied for, truthfully, sometimes makes me contemplate on some aspects of my life. I mean, I know a lot of people can relate to this, but do you have that feeling that 
everything around you is just passing by on, and moving and you're at a standstill, like you're stuck. Okay, so how would you define the feeling of being stuck? Um, well, you know, saying feeling stuck is quite, you know, a, a vague term, to be honest. I think each and every one of us really has a different, um, let's say, way or mood or um, process of feeling stuck. Me, personally, um, feeling stuck is mostly just in my head you know it's um thoughts messing around like um comparing myself with other people like my friends that you know um some of my friends who aren't in archie are already working they have um Mm -hmm. you know uh regular paying jobs and they're uh, getting to do things that they want to do they get to spend for themselves for their families and sometimes mm-hmm. I compare myself to them because, you know, right now, um, I I decided not to um, take the licensure exam yet uh, because of the mm-hmm. pandemic and everything. And um, seeing myself not moving forward yet in that aspect and mm. comparing myself to them, it's very difficult. And that's how I've been feeling kind of stuck nowadays. Like, I keep comparing mm. myself to them a lot. And it's not really a healthy mm. thing. That's why I try my best to really distract as much as possible. Oh, I get it. I totally get it. Because, well, I think anyone who is pursuing an architecture career will really go through the process of questioning their life at some point. Especially when you're almost towards the board exam or, like, almost towards that... Um, stage where you're gonna get your license already because everybody else in your age group if they're not taking architecture they're already getting financially stable or they're like starting um, hitting the goals in their list whereas the architecture people are still figuring it out or they're probably still studying or they're still you know trying to even question themselves is this really the path for me what am I gonna do after once I have my license, where does it go from then? So, well, it's totally relatable. So you're not alone in that aspect. Don't yeah. worry. And I think one tip that I could give you if you're unsure of your decisions right now is first, don't look at your limits. Cross out any kind of self-doubt or uncertainty or fear that you have because it's going to tie yeah. you down. Seriously, it's going to tie you down. And the comparing yourself to other people, that's also going to burden you. You could associate it to the feeling of being stuck as like you're not moving right. You're just staying put in one place. And the reason why you're not moving is because you're carrying a lot of baggage. The baggage that you're carrying are unnecessary. So first of all, cross those things out. Like find out what's weighing you down and like don't give highlight to it. Second, ask yourself this. This is a very important question, so you have to ask yourself this. If I know that tomorrow is going to be my last day, what is something that I am dying to fulfill right now? That is a very, yeah, that is a very interesting question. But, my gosh, like, after hearing your question, it made me think, what can I even do? <laughs> what, what, what can I possibly do? Um... That that is that is quite a very a very challenging question because yeah 
knowing that you're limited to the things you'd be able to do, there's not much, right? Like, if, yeah, that yeah. is why rule number one is don't look at I your know. limits. Because once you hear question, that that's the second mm. part, right? So once you hear that question, what am I dying to fulfill? The first thing that you're gonna do, you're gonna react to, oh wait, what can I yeah. do? You're gonna look at your limitations first. So that's why you're so stuck. So that's the reason why you have to change that mindset first. So that you can face that second question with more um, abilities. So example, you're really given the freedom to do anything that you want to do. What is it? If you know that tomorrow is your last day, what is something you're dying to fulfill? Don't count your limitations. You know, funny one. enough, like even though you said like, like think you can do anything, everything is limitless. Even though you said that, when you when you asked me that question, like I wasn't thinking of... Um, I wasn't thinking of the limits. What I thought was that I don't know. You know, oh, there, nothing, like, nothing yeah, comes yeah, yeah. to mind. Indecisiveness. Yeah. But at the, but the, mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm. same time, I guess um, uh, you actually have a point that when you look at it with the limit, that's always how you think when it when it comes mm. to that question. So when someone tells you, just think, you can do anything you want. What would it be? you go back because mm. you haven't actually yeah. thought of that question that way before so it's a new mm. way of thinking so obviously it's 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 something new so you go i mean i personally just went blank even when you said <laughs> go limitless yeah. you know so it's, it's because mm-hmm. i'm not used to that i guess because yeah. you always limit yourself that's that's the yeah it's true it's true well i think the general human brain is really designed to think analytically mm-hmm. so you'll really go for what's practical yeah. so you'll think about your limitations first because it gives you a scope right but basically um just to have the idealistic you know approach towards this getting those things out getting those limitations out puts you in a spot wherein you're free and then just like what you said you realize oh wait i don't know what i yeah. want in life i'm not sure like, I'm still in the process of figuring it out. So, how can I answer that question? Or how can I be prepared to face that question? So, let me give you a, t- a tip for that. You realize that after you've been presented with that question, you're like, whoa. So, sometimes we need to ask these big questions in order to shake things up a bit. What happens when you shake something? Do you realize that there's movement yeah. now? Yeah. Right? And then the only way to counter the feeling of being stuck is movement. So that's basically the answer there. In order to shake things up a bit, you need to create movement. Just like a car which needs fuel to start, people also need a kind of push to let them go from point A to point B. Point A is the place of being stuck and point B is the place of new growth territory where you're like, oh, okay. This is something new, okay. So, so it's fuel. Basically, what gets you moving from the feeling of being stuck to this other place is movement. And that's when you ask yourself, what is it that you yeah. want? It's really the process of self-discovery. So the answer there is self-discovery. You need to know what you want. But that is something that um, is, is uh, been, it's, it's the idea that, ha- that has been hovering in my mind the past few years. Um, mm-hmm. What if, just what if, you know, you haven't figured out who you are and what you want in life yet? Mm-hmm. Because 
Um, I guess I somehow understand now why in the U.S. or in foreign countries, oh, when when yeah. you reach 18, you are advised or told to, you know, um, go go out, rent your own place, find find a job. You know, you you yeah. try to um, independent yeah, living. In, independent living. So um, I guess I understand that now because they would get to. Um, experience things and learn who they are uh, independently and i think that also makes them realize the things that they want in life unlike us here in the uh, in the philippines we're quite you know conservative so mm. you live with your family and you're used to all these yeah. things uh where it comes to a point that you somehow lose the thought of thinking who you really are and what you really want in life because Um, mm. somehow the decisions that you make um, to the path towards being an adult um, it can be you know um, because uh, you're, you're doing this because of family or you're doing this because it's yeah. what it would it's what's gonna make you earn more or it's what's expected yeah, of you yeah something like that so you somehow lost the sense of knowing who you truly are and what you really want in life So I guess mm-hmm. um, that was one of the challenges that you know I'm sure everyone has had. So um, that's one of the things that I'm quite curious about. Like, what if you don't know who you are? How does that work? Mm. You know? Yeah. So this is the part one. You need to understand that in order. Just like a while ago, I said that. In order to counter the feeling of being stuck, you need to create some form of movement, like mo- moving from one place yeah. to another, point A yeah. to point B. You need to look at it as like point A and point B are two places, right? So, example, from left yeah. to right. There is a distance in between that. And that distance is what we call the process. This is where you're going to... Um, realize that it's not as fast. Nobody said that the direction from point A to point B would be in an yeah. instant. You know, like, yeah. So, obviously, there's going to be some setbacks. It's all part of the process. So, you have to be grateful at the fact that you're feeling stuck because it only means that you want to move yeah. forward. Yeah, it means that you want to move forward. And at the same time, uh, along the way, you're, you're, you're going to discover. You're going to discover, like, um, once you're... Uh, it helps because when you have comparisons, you it, it gives you references. Like, example, other people, what are they doing in their 20s, in their early 20s? How come some people are more... Manage, uh, are, how come some people are so good at managing their finances already, wherein... Some of us were still figuring out how to even yeah. earn. So, so honestly, um, those comparisons can be a benefit to you if you treat them as references rather than comparisons. So, let me answer your question with another question. What if you trusted that it was all arranged for you? How does that make you feel? Like the fact that there is assurance, even if you don't know where you're going right now. What if you had that kind of trust? How would how would it, you know, elevate the situation of indecisiveness 
or uncertainty right now if you had that trust how would it make you feel to be honest i you know being raised in a catholic family um you've been taught to, to always you know trust the process and trust that god placed everything there for a reason you know that 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 kind yeah. of mindset and so up until now i i i brought that with me and um you know um even though you're fr- even though sometimes you're frustrated or you're hurt and everything um what i do is that i pray and i say that lord i know that this is just a part of your process this is just you know um some blocks that i have to overcome some challenges that i have to go mm. through and i know that you know um it's 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 all going to be okay soon it's all going to lead me to that life that you've designed for me you know that path um mm. but i guess uh what you said about was right that uh when you feel scared or when you feel stuck and challenged it means that mm. what you're uh what you're doing or what you're about to do actually means something to you because you're scared right yeah yeah because yeah, you're scared so mm-hmm. um for me for that question um i still feel scared <laughs> you know i i still honestly i still feel scared uh because uh even though you have that mindset that you just trust the process that um, god is you yeah. know You still, feel you, yeah, you still feel scared because mm-hmm. we don't know what would happen eventually you know we don't know his plans yeah. so there's mm. still that thought of fear but i guess yeah. yeah like what i said it's if you're not scared then you probably don't care about what you're going you're, you're going into uh, you know or or the job mm-hmm. you're um applying for or the job you're doing you you don't care for it if mm-hmm. you're not scared right yeah Yeah. Actually, remember when I mentioned about fuel? Um trust or faith and fear at the same time can all be fuel. Like it could be a push that kind of push for you to know where you're going because example, if you have the different fears already embedded at the back of your mind, then you definitely know what you don't want, right? Or what you don't want to happen. And when you have trust, you that's also hope. So it's like the opposite. So those things actually help you to take steps forward. So it's good that you have those thoughts at the back of your head. The only thing that you need right now, aside from those, because those are important, you need to consider everything. And um, once you have that, you'll eventually reach a point in between A and B, wherein you decide. The moment wherein you decide, because you've had everything, like you've had, like the limitations have been given to you, the fears have been given to you, and then, and then there's already that, that feeling of I don't want this anymore, and then suddenly you decide, you you suddenly do something, like you make small decisions towards that, whether it is like example, let's be clear. In the process of taking the architectural, you know, uh, licensure exam. That's one thing, right? That's a good yeah. example for everyone yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, while you're in the process of reviewing, it actually gives you more headspace or room to consider what's the flow of your path, you know, later on, yeah. right? So, right now you're stuck. 
you're having all of these what ifs, just like what you said a while ago, you're having all of these mm-hmm. doubts. And even if you pray, even if no matter how hard you trust the Lord that it's going to work out, you're still not yeah. sure, right? Because honestly, we're at the early 20s and the early 20s is literally the season of indecisiveness yeah. <laughs> where we really can't make a decision, you know, as quickly or as, you know, assertively mm-hmm. as we would if we were more mature. So it's all right. First of all, just know that it's okay. It's really, 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 really okay that you have no idea where yeah. you're going first. And I totally get it because at this point, all the questions start to sink in. It's totally relatable. Most of us who have reached this stage, we begin to ask, what is it that I really want? Or do I really want this? And when we're here, we have to know that it's totally okay because 20s is, after all, the season of indecisiveness. You know, it really is. I mean, I even saw this book title once that the 20s is a defining decade, which means, you know, it's time to feel nervous or scared, make important decisions, make mistakes, and learn from them. You know, being an architecture student, I realized we might not have been taught in school how to be independent in this reality of professionalism. We weren't taught on what comes after passing the licensure exam. Yes, you know, you might apply for a job at a firm or start your own business. Mm -hmm. But aside from those obvious options, we weren't really informed that much about the entirety of the possible situations you know, you could put yourself That's into. true. It was always, tune into the next episode, they're just giving us teasers. I mean, I understand, you know, that it's the purpose of the two-year apprenticeship to figure it out ourselves. However, even mm-hmm. with that experience, some of us, if not most, still tend to say, I don't know, or I'm not sure, when being asked, mm-hmm. you know, what's next for you after the licensure exams. But, even with all of these frustrations in our head, I realized that it's okay, you know, it's, it's normal. Our defining 20s is the time to feel a bit lost, to sacrifice for our dreams, to stop caring what people think, to embrace failure, to not give up, to realize and accept everything takes time. Know you're enough mm-hmm. and most importantly, love yourself. So even if you're not sure of exactly where you want to be live your life today with the freedom with the assurance and with the trust that everything is gonna unfold eventually like for now you're not sure but later on you'll you'll reach a point where you'll make that decision and where you're going to choose and mm, the choices that you're going to make is going to be a reflection of how much you love yourself It's going to be a reflection of how sure you are about yourself. All of those things are the fuel that's going to drive you, that's going to set you from point A to point B, just like what we mentioned earlier. And if you focus on these things, if you focus on the joy that you're feeling at the moment for yourself and for your growth, and if you trust in the different versions of yourself as you evolve, then eventually you'll reach that place where you're meant to be so trust in the process love the process and know that uh life is going to you know eventually turn out the way that it's supposed to be and that i totally agree 
Come on, guys, we're so young. You know, we're still so young to, you know, yeah. like, focus on on the frustrations and the bad things. Just accept it, ac- um, uh, live with it, and, you know, move on with your life and enjoy the things you can enjoy at the moment. It's not the time mm-hmm. to dwell on those things. I swear to you, it's not And so, that's a wrap, guys. That's it for today. We hope today's episode helped to shed some light on things and know that you're not alone in this. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in our podcast. Um, we hope that, you know, you guys enjoyed it as much as we did, even though it was, you know, a bit of a challenge doing this uh, for the first time. But um, we, hope, yeah. we hope that it wasn't that You know, it wasn't too obvious. <laughs> so, again, this is Sheena. And this is Dimples. And you're listening to... Uy! Chikata! <laughs> See, See you in our next, next episode, episode, guys. Bye! <laughs> Bye-bye! <laughs>